This episode is not about the girls' swim team. Sure, I'm going to ask Jessica Hull, one of the captains of the girls' swim team, about pools and club swimming and the incredible season that the team just had. But the point of today's show is to get at something greater. What does it take to be a high school athlete? Which is to say, maybe, what does it take to have mental toughness? I don't currently play a sport at the high school, but in my freshman year, I was a part of the boys' cross-country team, and I was told, again and again, that mental toughness defined an athlete. It's hard to do a sport and not hear some version of this narrative. As a 2002 study by Seawall et al. puts it, the mentally tough athlete has an unshakable faith that they control their own destiny. But when a group of researchers in 2009 actually assessed the role of mental toughness in athletic achievement, their findings were somewhat surprising. When older, experienced athletes took a quiz with 48 questions designed to measure mental toughness, their final scores were almost identical to athletes that had only been playing their particular sport for a handful of seasons. Of course, self-reported mental toughness is not a particularly convincing quantitative measure. But the one thing I took away from this study is that every athlete, whether they're a freshman on the swim team at PHS or an Olympic sprinter, has to think of themselves as being mentally tough, which is to say, they have to believe that they get to control their own destiny. By the end of the show today, Jessica and I talk about this in terms of performance anxiety and social cliques and the apocryphal story that a lot of high school swimmers or just high school athletes in general, are on the team only because it will boost their college application. I encourage you to test the waters and stick around. Hi, uh, welcome to the show. First of all, what's your name and what do you do on the girls swim team? Hi, my name's Jessica. I'm a captain on the swim team, and I've been swimming there for three years, and yeah, I just swim on it. <laughs> Exciting. Can you tell me about the girls' swim team's incredible season so far? Yeah. The swim team usually does pretty well. Uh, they have some really, really strong swimmers. This season was great. I think we had a lot of the freshmen from last year, there were a lot of strong swimmers there, so then as they got older, the team got a bit better, and there's strong swimmers like in all four grades, which is really cool. So, yeah, I think it just worked out really well this year. And when you say that it worked out really well, what quantitatively does that look like? Like, what were some achievements you guys So, we had an undefeated season throughout, which was really cool. And then we had counties, which we also won. The boys and the girls team won counties, which was really nice. And then uh, we went on to the state final, and we won the state final. So, it was just about the best season you could get. It was really wow. cool. That's really exciting. <laughs> So what did the journey to get there look like? Has the swim team always won the state finals or has it been a work in progress? This was a really, really big achievement. I think the last time they won was 30 years ago, something like that, which is really cool. We always, I think last year, we, it might've been fourth place we got. So this was like, this was, we were really proud of ourselves for this one. The work to get there, it's like, there's a bit of a divide. So the club swimmers, they train insane hours. So they are super, super dedicated to swim. So they train on like, on their own kind of schedule and then they come in for the meets. And then um, the practice swimmers, we go every single day, including Saturday. And then we have a break on um, Sunday. So the practice swimmers do those normal practices. So everyone's swimming a lot, but the club swimmers swim a whole 
extra on their own time kind of situation. That's super interesting. And I think we'll rope back to clubs yeah. and swimmers uh, in a little bit. <laughs> First of all, I want to talk about the specifics of your team's record this year. Yeah. So when you look at the 2022-2023 season, it feels fair to say that a lot of these meets were not very close. I mean, you have 135-30 to 30 yeah. against Hamilton West, 135-35 against Notre Dame, 109-24 against Nottingham. I mean, it goes on. Tell me what it's like to swim at a meet where you know that your team should be coming out on top. So I think that was very, very like reoccurring this whole season. Usually during the regular season, they'll put in more of the practice swimmers. So even though the practice swimmers are good and like everyone can swim well, like it makes it a little bit more even and they have a fair shot to swim. But going in, I think sometimes your heads can get a little bit bigger, but usually every time everyone tries to stay humble. And I think that's been really good this season. Like there has been, like it's easy, you know, you're swimming against someone who could barely swim in there. There's people that like swim every day of their life. Like it's easy to just take it a bit, especially like on a 500 freestyle where you just can swim like any stroke you want to. But I think they did a really good job of keeping humble and all the swim people, there was a lot of respect for everyone. So at the end of the day, the swim meets are fine, even if you win or lose. Yeah. Uh, And just as a real quick tangent, how are those huge scores calculated? How do swimming points work? How do you decide who wins? Honestly, it's confusing. It took me a while to get it too. So every... Every, like I might even get this wrong but, but I, I think I got it I think that every first place you get a certain amount of points obviously you get the most points second place you get a little bit less but you get a point and then I think every place gets points except for sixth place which is like last place and then when it comes to the relays then it would be double the points so like to win a relay that means you're getting extra extra points that's cool So something we hear a lot about sports, especially sports like swimming or running cross country, is that it's, quote, all a mental game, which is to say that (laughs) mental toughness, which is the drive to train every day or the fortitude to cope with the pain that accompanies swimming or the ability to even be on the swim team and get through your academic commitments at the same time is what separates great athletes from mediocre athletes. In your time on the swim team, is that true? And in what ways? Oh, 100%. You know, you can train, train, train. And, like, I say this, like, I, I do this in season, but, like, my friends that are club swimmers, they 100% feel this. And then they, they're training uh, two times a day. It's intense, intense training. But at the end of the day, you're cutting off, like, maybe half a second. And, like, there can be even, like, weeks and months where you're not even cutting off any time. So it's kind of like you have to go and do this intense training and I'm like more speaking on behalf of them and like working your body all the time staying committed putting your doing your academics so late at night because you're swimming so much and then at the end of the day like you might you might not even be cutting time so I think it's really really hard to just keep on going and like still want to swim still want to be there and all that and still push yourself even if you're not like progressing and you're doing double the work so I think it is crazy mental. And how does the swim team structure itself to ensure that its members have the mental toughness that's needed to succeed in a sport like swimming? I think a lot of it, like we're spending a lot of time at practices, you know, especially for the practice, the people that do practice, they're not as committed as the people that do club, like the people that do club, you're looking for something bigger out of it. These people, they, they take it really, really seriously. And so like, I think those that come to practice, they're training two times every single day for two hours, you know, it's a lot. And 
obviously you're going to go swim and you're not going to be as fast as club swimmers. So I think like the, the practice is always fun, the environment's always good, so just always having a healthy environment. You're going to have this very much very, very fast swimmers and then you're going to have those people that are not going to be able to compete as much and just the fact that, especially on this team, which is really great, it like, doesn't matter what grade, doesn't matter how fast you are, boys or girls, like everyone like treats each other the same and I think that's what like just keeps everyone going and makes yeah. it a like, good environment. So at the high school level, at least, I would say a huge part of the mental toughness that's needed in order to swim is the ability to create balance in your life mm-hmm. between swimming, which takes up a gigantic like, amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. Even for the people that aren't club swimmers, yeah. they're still swimming like almost two hours, more than two hours every day with mm-hmm. the school, right? Yeah. So how do you personally create balance between your other extracurriculars and your schoolwork and your swimming commitments? Yeah. I think it is tough. You have to definitely be disciplined. For me personally, if I have all the time in the world, chances are I'm going to do my work at the same time that if I did swim. I think like just coming, the, the whole thing, like you're coming home, you're tired and then you want to eat and then like you just want to sleep but you still have work to do. It's definitely you just need to be disciplined and get your time management right. I think that I actually found it better that the fact that I feel like I was productive and then like just get my work done because you want to go to sleep. Like you're not you're, you're not at the capacity to just stay up all night and do work. You're just exhausted. Yeah, it's all interesting because it all seems like <laughs> it relies on that idea of mental toughness which are yeah. these kind of maybe unheard parts of swimming that are really, really hard, yeah. uh, but that actually, again, make swimming really difficult to do. But this can also cause stress, right? And I think arguably a lot of the stress that comes around swimming not only comes from balancing academics and swimming, but also comes from a performance-centric model of high school athletics mm-hmm. that's shared across the country. Do you think the swim team can sometimes be more insistent on getting good results than actually taking care of the members of their team? I think I think it's, it does pretty well with taking care of the members, especially during the season, you know, because we have, like, a good chance of winning, there's people that are doing practices that have, like, swam, like, this is their first time swimming, you know. And so it's so easy to just not put them in, and now they've come all the practice, the fun parts of the meet, and then they don't get to swim in the meet. But it's just, not, like, how... Coach Mez and Coach Pat and Coach Carly, how they do it is that the, the girls and the guys, they'll get into all the meets. All the swimmers are swimming. So it's really nice that, that you always feel like there is some achievement and that the, you're going to these practices. Yes, you're not the fastest person, but you're still getting to enjoy the meet and feel part of the team. So I think they do a really good job of making everyone feel like they're contributing and it's not just like these club swimmers that they're going to win by like 100 points are guaranteed, but like just making giving everyone a chance. Yeah, still, even in terms of the club swimmers, when you're coming as a part of a team as dominant as PHS, and especially Mm -hmm. the girls' team at PHS uh, this year with your undefeated season, there is a lot of pressure to perform well, right? So what are the benefits of having an activity you do where you constantly feel the stress of having your entire team's well-being on the line? First of all, like... I think the relationship with the girls is really, really good. For example, I'm the only senior there that did the practices. And so that's my kind of contribution through the practices. And so I can see like the practice people and their kind of side to it. And then there were four other seniors that did the club swimming. And so like they can see that part of it. And I think that just having a good relationship between all the girls, like 
you're faster, but like, don't act like you're faster. I think sometimes it can get to people like, I'm not going to be that fast and you're not going to be that fast. These kids have been dedicated forever. But just keeping this like very equal environment, there was this big chance of us winning anyway. So it was nice that we go into it and it wasn't like very, very high stress because we, we had a good chance of winning. So it might have been that, but I think everyone did keep a very level-headed environment throughout. Yeah, that's really exciting. This idea of having, I mean, what percent of the swim team practices at individual clubs? What percent? I would say, um, like, it could be 50%. It is quite a lot. What's it like having 50% of your team not attending regular practices? Yeah, for me, like, I didn't have any seniors in my practices, and so I kind of came in there not really knowing anyone. But I think that the, the people that do the club swims, they all know each other already. They do, in the, and there's like, I think our team is so good because like all the clubs are around Princeton, so it's easy accessibility. But, um, so they all know each other through their clubs and everything. And so like the people at practice, like it's definitely a smaller group of people. And I think that like, because they don't feel so outshine and everything like that, the environment at practice is really nice. I remember when I came in, sophomore year it was during covid and all the the club swimmers were there it's like so easy to just feel like oh my gosh i am so out of my length here you know like all these people are insane i just wanted to do this for fun and i think these practices reiterate this is supposed to be fun and you're not you're not going to be a professional swimmer but you that you work hard and you're here for a good time and you're with your friends and even as someone who didn't know anyone i i got on so well with all the all of them there so i think it actually was nice to just so feel like they all contributed even if they're not these insane you know people yeah. and I know you're not a member of an individual club correct yeah. but why do you think the people that are in individual clubs are in those clubs why, why do they swim separate from PHS is it I guess the root of the question is why do they want to be faster at the expense of maybe some social and extracurricular goals that mm. they could otherwise achieve with that time. Yeah, I, ha I have to hand it out to these people. I used to do a few other sports, but I see this with the swim team. It's crazy. They are all-rounder incredible. Like, um, these kids are, like, in the top classes. They're doing swim. They're doing these Euro European challenges, things, debate. You know, they honestly do it all. Maybe they, they don't have a lot of time, but I think that everyone that's doing swim they definitely have like a bigger goal out of it and so like these swim like this swim team because they are so academically strong and they're so like swim strong and everything like that they just like have so many goals and big future plans ahead of them and I just think that like they they are already at such a young age so focused about the future and I guess the question then would be do they have more mental toughness quote-unquote than someone else on the team or are they just using the same amount of mental energy on these things that they've decided are important for maybe their collegiate aspirations or their future job aspirations? Like compared to like the practice swimmers? Compared to the practice swimmers, yeah. Um, I think that they are definitely, I wouldn't say that they're more mentally tough, but I would say that they obviously have like a really big dedication to swimming specifically. You know, the, that's what they're going to get out of it. And most of them are probably going to go on and do great things with swimming. And that is their goal. And then that's great. And that's crazy. And I think that the other, the practice, they have a whole other life of all different stuff. So the, the people on the swim team are great. Like they have so, they just 
so full of everything and they just like you they come and they do swim and you're doing it for fun and you still like putting yourself out there and it's very very like rigorous and like it's hard and like everything and you're doing well so I think that it's the same yeah that's super interesting I guess I want to zoom back a little yeah. uh, and talk about the social ramifications of being a part of the swim team at PHS. I'm not a part of the swim team. I'm not entirely sure. Is the team clicky uh, when you're in your day-to-day life at the school? What's it like interacting with the people who are on your team? It's quite interesting. I went into the team and like I don't think I really would have known anyone from the team if it wasn't for the swim team. And the environment at SWIM is really, really good. I can say that these kids are like wouldn't usually be my friends, but like I'm so glad that they are. Like I'm really, really glad that I, I see them. And even at school, I'll like we'll all say hi and everything like that. And like it's a great environment. And I think you can get from other sports like you'll see like friend groups come in. And I think it's more like individual swimmers that have come in, and like everyone's kind of friends with each other. But like it is a good environment. And and I think that like even like as a senior. And even when I was a, like a sophomore, the relationships between the seniors and the sophomores and the juniors and the freshmen, like everyone gets on. It's not very much like grade level, which is good. In what ways is swimming as an extracurricular restricted to school districts which are wealthy enough to afford an indoor pool, which are wealthy enough to afford to maintain an indoor pool? Mm, Definitely. We are at this like very much advantage. Our school, not only can we use it like every single day, but it is a nice pool. Like a lot of the pools are, are not as lucky as us at all. And like to put in the work and to practice for swimming you have to be in a pool and like it's there's not like just a pool lying around like you can kick a ball you know so the privilege that we have in Princeton definitely contributes to the advantage we are at and for other schools I know it's a lot harder but yeah so definitely yeah that's super interesting I'm wondering as well what do you think are the tangible benefits of having a swim program at your school. How would PHS be different if we didn't have our swim teams? Just thinking generally about the swimmers in our team. You coming in freshman year and like swimming just gives you a place to fit in. A lot of these people have come and they just want like a place to feel like they want to be a part of this. Because of the dynamic at swim, it doesn't matter who you are, you're part of something. It does, like You can be that kind of kid or you can be that kind of kid and you can be completely opposite but we're all going to treat each other the same. I think that it gave a lot of people a place at school and it doesn't just stop in the season like we do a lot of the social events and all that and they all came to my house and they all came to my friend's house and like it gives you just something to do it gives you like people to go to a lot of friends and I feel like a lot of these kids like it's it's hard school's hard and fitting in is hard and like to feel like you can fit in somewhere and like swimming is a sport that like it's you can pick it up and like you don't it's it's it can be it's not as complicated as you think so like it gave some a lot of people just a place you could argue that other sports as well as swimming cross country comes to mind i ran on the high school cross country team for a for a time a short time but a time (laughs) i don't Uh, know how you did that to be honest yeah so how is swimming as a sport unique yeah what um, makes it so different from sports like cross country which are also 
long practices and mm. very physically straining. Yeah, and I think also like the, the it's also boy-girl mm-hmm. dynamic. But yeah. I think the dynamic between the boy team and the girl team is really, really great. It's like, you know, like, yes, the boys is one team and the girls are one team, but it doesn't feel like that at all. You having girlfriends, and if you're a girl and you'd like joining the other sports, they're mostly all girl teams, you don't need to hang out with the girls, you hang out with the boys. It's very much that, like, the boys and girls are just one team, and which is really, really cool in swimming. You can take it easier, because, like, I think, like, the practice, how they work, is, like, the faster people they'll be on the one, and then it's the middle, and then, like... So, like, you all go at your own time. You're not feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm like, so, I can't keep up at all. I can't do this. Like, everyone's got a place. You've got to find people there. Boys, girls, like, it just is really, really, like, a welcoming environment. Like, everyone works hard but if you're not there to just win and you want to like contribute your insane swimming you can also be there to just meet people and have a good time which is cool too yeah i've never swam at least not competitively Mm -hmm. uh and this may be a little bit of a funky question but i want to live vicariously through you for a moment well you can just do it next year i maybe i will (laughs) maybe maybe you're going to convince me so if if i'm about to swim for my team in i don't know what's a short race a 50 meter freestyle like a 50 meter let's call it an 100 meter freestyle okay let's say i'm about to swim a 100 meter freestyle yeah. uh and just a whistle yeah the whistle blows what's going through your mind as you're swimming honestly i don't even think the amount of times you do it like it gets any less nerve-wracking i have seen people that have just started swimming like be shaking and like really scared on the podium or people that have been swimming like all their life be like also in that same kind of feeling so I think just feeling nervous you're thinking about the girl next to you you're thinking like oh my gosh this is the race I'm swimming but like trying to keep it calm I don't know I, I definitely get really nervous stuff in your stomach stuff in your chest you know but as soon as you're getting into the water you kind of got one goal and then you like it, it's over before you know it it's just like in that time you're just doing whatever you try to do yeah <laughs> so it's just nerves so if nerves are common to all swimmers and I know I've heard of Broadway performers for example who still get stage fright when yeah. they go up and they perform <laughs> even though they've done it hundreds of times do you think being mentally tough is accepting your nervousness and understanding you can rise above it rather than eliminating that nervousness altogether? Yeah. And what does that look like? Honestly, like you can see people that are using nerves and it gets the best of them, or you can see people that use nerves and it, they make the most out of it and it makes you better. And it is, it's exactly that, like the nerves do contribute to how well you do and your performance mentally which goes to performance physically um so like take that and let that overrule you you're not going to swim as good as you can take that and say like wow i'm going to overcome it you're going to have a really good performance everyone's going to be nervous it's not like someone's going to overcome nervous like there's always something you could be doing there's some achievement that you could be getting better and everything like but it's just how you take those nerves and make it into something So what's the difference between someone who capitulates to the negative effects of nervousness and someone who takes nervousness and then takes advantage of it? How can you be nervous and use that to propel your performance? It depends like where your focus is. You're focusing on someone else beating you the whole time chances are they're going to beat you you're focusing on you using that and like being insane within yourself 
like you're gonna be insane within yourself you know so take that use it and like that kind of stuff you kind of train yourself to think but you have to do it yourself but like a hundred percent your mind's gonna go there you're gonna think about the person how they swim but like being so focused on someone else you're not gonna you're not gonna perform as good as you can but like taking all of it and saying I can do this and I'll kick like this and I'll like just focus on your performance and then you see how well you can do yeah and that's just determination right yeah exactly so do you think those qualities of determination of mental fortitude maybe against pain and against looking over your shoulder every two seconds do you think those can bleed through from swimming into the other activities you do and into your academics i think a lot like i think that these these swimmers that are like so dedicated to swimming like they can see how what it is to just keep on going putting yourself out there time and time again you can see that like they're not giving up to be in the pool all those hours not be losing any time and still carry on practicing and working harder and harder you need a lot of mental mental strain to do it and seeing that in your academics like you can overcome everything like you can put the extra effort and you can and like that they are so mentally strong in that way and they that it, it shows their academics and their swim and everything like that these like yeah maybe the question that comes to my mind is whether that determination they show and that i'm sure you show as well comes out of either an intrinsic want to be better vaguely or an extrinsic motivation to achieve something i mean the elephant in the room for me would be college right do you think it comes from a want to be good at swim to get into college or to be good at swimming because it builds your character i guess to paraphrase calvin's dad to spend like four years so much time you can't just be doing this because you want to get into college it's every single practice it's every race you do that because you want to be there to just like think about college you're going to get burnt out and you're not even going to make it half the time there you know and then in college you're not even going to enjoy it like you have to be loving it and so I think anyone that's spending that much time and they're going to succeed they got to like what they're doing and so like yeah college is definitely but I think they get so in the like they they become kind of swimming that that their focus is the best swimmer I can be and then afterwards it's like okay I want to get in college you know I think that's a really powerful idea because so much of what you see especially at a school like PHS which you know maybe stereotypically is a very academically competitive school Mm -hmm. and a school that maybe puts a lot more focus on college than other high schools do I think it can be easy to look at kids who are absolutely excelling in their academics and to think, oh, they must really want to go to college. Yeah. But do you think as a whole, a general rule is that kids who are quote unquote excelling by one specific metric, which is maybe like an academic, like GPA focused metric, which is obviously not the only way to assess achievement. Do you think that they have to be loving it as well? Like, is that the only way to be good at something is to love it? Yeah. I'll take a class and I'll hate it and I'm not going to do as well as if I take a class and I love it. So 
I think that it's like it's completely the journey and the destination like you have the destination in mind but it's how you control your journey so like looking at swim and looking at academics if you're choosing every single class and you hate every single one of them you're not going to do as well as choosing these classes and I, that I genuinely enjoy you know and you're not going to like it and then you're going to end up like not doing as good as you can be doing you know and you're not you're not going to kill yourself now to have a good time in four years you have to be enjoying like every step of the way like how many times are you going to be in high school once why would just waste it so i think do all the things you're interested in now and if you're doing what you're interested then you're going to excel at it so whether that comes to classes and sports and all that like you're not going to do something and not like it because once you get into whatever for that reason like you're not going to like it there in any way so yeah yeah, I, I needed to hear that. I think a lot of our <laughs> listeners will as well. Uh, I have one last question for you. Uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Of course, it was uh, fun. There are a lot of sports that are offered at PHS. Why did you choose to do swimming? And if you chose it on a whim, why did you stay? So I came from South Africa in my sophomore year. And I used to be, I used to do a lot of sport there, in particular water polo and the, uh, the sport there that's not even offered here, it's called netball. And I used to swim on the, uh, there too. And so then I obviously, I, and I, I love those sports. Like I, I, I've always loved sports, I've always played them. And those sports specifically, I was like excelling. So I, I absolutely love them. And then when I got moved here in my sophomore year, they didn't offer netball and they didn't offer water polo, my main sports. But like I moved here in the middle of COVID and which there was like absolutely no one to meet, nothing to do. Even like online, you couldn't meet anyone. And so like, I think I joined sports as a way to meet people. And I tried out the soccer, I tried out the softball and I tried swimming. And I just wanted to feel like I'm so out of my depth and I'm not, I don't have what I really know how to do. So I just joined swimming because I do know how to swim and I, I've done swimming all my life. Like I've always been on the swim team and like I've never like taken it like super, super seriously, but I've always, even since I was like four years old, been on a swim team. It's just like a very consistent thing in my life. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop now being on the swim team. It's always just been a part of what I do. And so, yeah, I joined the swim team sophomore year. It was weird, it's a social distance in a pool, you're wearing your mask afterwards and all that. And um, I just wanted to feel like I know what I'm doing. And like, obviously I come from South Africa that like you're feeling very out of your depth in like so many different ways, just cause America is so different. And then feeling like I actually knew how to do something was like a very comforting feeling and then it was fun even sophomore year and social distancing it was fun junior year and it's been fun senior year so I've, I've enjoyed it and I'm glad I did it yeah that's a great note to end on thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome Appreciate this it. was great so yeah I really enjoyed it all right PHS Talks is a part of the multimedia section of the tower Princeton High School's student-run newspaper it is written, produced, and edited by me, Alexander Margulis, with music by Otto Truman. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.